This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like to contact us, please feel free to give us a call at 791-2924 or you can visit us online at therogroup.org. So what's going on with the market? Is there anything we can do? It is my goal today to put this into perspective and to help put everyone at relative ease. So today we're gonna to talk a little bit about bear markets and bull markets. Now we know the stock market has always been volatile. I mean, honestly, it's probably as unpredictable as the things that come out of great uncle's mouth at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs> For the last nine years, we have enjoyed one of the longest ever running bull markets. Now, while this streak has been great for investors, it's important to be prepared for the day that gravity inevitably brings the stock prices back down to earth. So, is your portfolio set up holistically and can you tolerate this? So, we ask, is your retirement ready for a bear market? Before we get into the topic today, a very important one, I want to welcome with me as always my co-host Tony Shore. Tony, great to be with you again. Oh, thanks, Craig. And yeah, it better be because we're pretty much in one uh, or headed that direction. Uh, things have been crazy with the market. So I think this is going to be a great show. Uh, other than what's going on with the markets, the coronavirus, the oil price war, um, on and on. Other than those things, I'm doing great. Uh, thanks again for having me on the show. Thanks for asking. How about you, though? How have you been, Greg? Yeah, everything's been um, good here, you know, with exception to the to the ups and downs that we're seeing. But um, I think my clients are pretty well structured. I think everybody's well grounded and we know this is temporary and no one's making any rash decisions. And I think it's general consensus that it's good to be careful, um, but it might be, you know, it seems a little bit, the perception's a little bit bigger than what the reality is. So that's what we wanted yeah. to talk about today. Yeah, I, I as usual. I mean, usually they just start yelling, the sky is falling, and they make it sound worse than it is. And you just need to keep your head and watch your emotions. That's what you're always telling us, Greg. And, you know, um, we'd been riding that high for well over 10 years, and everybody's been waiting for that other shoe to drop, haven't they? Yeah, and now... This particular drop is unique because, you know, the coronavirus fears, it, it sparked the sell-off. And it was really hard to predict or see it coming. It happened very fast. And that's very typical with, with bear markets. They happen very quick. Bull markets are very slow and boring. And bear markets are very quick. Um, what's happening is investors are worried about the economic impact. You know, as people stop going out, cancel travel plans, et cetera. I mean, that really has an effect of slowing down the economy. And it's this part of the roller coaster ride is never fun, but it's important to put it into perspective. So let's think back 30 years ago um, when Black Monday happened. Now, for those of you who might not remember or weren't around when that happened, that was Monday, October 19th, 1987. That's when stock markets around the world 
plummeted. Um, the Dow fell 22.6%, which is an equivalent of about a 5,500 point drop today at current levels. And it became known as the single worst day percentage-wise in Wall Street history. And it's a good example of why you need to be prepared for, for the day when things like that happen. And just to be fair, analysts aren't saying that there's going to be another you know, Black Monday or, or any major, major crash. We're, we're in a bear market now. We just passed the technical levels this week. But we must remember, bear markets are normal. They're part of the ebb and flow of the investment markets. Now, technically, bear markets are defined when the given market declines about 20% off of its peak. And a correction is different, and that's a fall of about 10%. Uh, now, I want to make a quick point. If your portfolio is set up properly, you should be able to weather these storms. Well, and I'm glad you pointed out the difference there because I've heard those two words thrown around a lot lately, uh, correction and bear market. Uh, but how often do market corrections and bear markets happen? Good question, Tony. And um, according to Ned Davis Research, from the year 1900 through 2013, 123 corrections happened. So that averages out to be about one per year. Um, meanwhile, there were 32 bear markets during that time, which translates to about one every three and a half years. Oh, wow. Okay. And how long do bear markets typically last then? Well, people have actually been asking me this uh, all the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. <laughs> and like, When's it going to end, right? But yeah, um, I, I'll put up a, a CNBC article. This one is titled Eight Things You Need to Know About Bear Markets. And the market has recovered its value within an average of about 10 months after a correction. And the bear market, the market will recover its pricing um, a little longer than that because the average length of the bear market is about 15 months. So if we look back at the most recent bear market, it was, everyone remembers this one, October um, 2007 to March 2009. And that one was 17 months. Oh, wow. Okay. So obviously they can vary, uh, but we can look back and see what they've been like before. Uh, and that makes sense. Now, uh, what usually causes bear markets? What, what's the cause? I mean, right now, everyone's pointing to the coronavirus, I assume. Right. And um, bear markets can have lots of different causes. Uh, where we're at now, obviously, you know, a, a viral outbreak, and that's scaring um, people, the economic um, activity being slowed down. But we do have to remember, too, that the the fundamentals of the economy are still there. It's just kind of taking a breather. It's on pause. Once this thing fades away, you know, our economy is the strongest in the world. It's going to be, it's going to continue to chug right along. Um, other bear markets can be caused by different things. I'll give a couple examples. Uh, geopolitical events. Uh, 1990, bear market was set off by Iraq's invasion of Kuwait. Um, they can also stem from when the market isn't able to support the prices anymore. An example of this would be the tech bubble. Uh, internet and tech com um, burst in 2001, uh, simply ran out of buyers. All the buyers left. There was no more people to prop up the, the prices. Um, economic facts also play into it. In the latest one, 2007, 2009, the housing market tanked and margin calls came across all the big institutions and they couldn't make the margin calls. So more money had to be injected into the system. Now for corrections, which is the 10% pullback from highs, 
those can easily morph into bear markets uh, due to psychology. So when people start getting scared and the panic selling starts happening, um, the corrections can transform into bear markets. And so much of investing, especially those short-term traders on Wall Street, is about trying to guess what other investors may be thinking and adjust accordingly, and they try to move quick. And selling tends to give way to more selling, and it becomes contagious. And pretty soon, everyone is trying to sell and get out of their positions before they lose more value, which makes them fall even more. But it's quicker. It's so important. When, when markets get to an extreme, they tend to snap back uh, very fast, like we've seen this week. You know, we were down 1,100 points, we're up 1,100 points. So they spring back too. And remember that down markets are quicker because they're driven by fear and bull markets are slower because they're driven by greed. So those are the two emotions that really that really fuel it. And just one more point, Tony. Uh, usually psych psychologically, once you're beaten to submission and you feel like I can't take enough anymore, that typically marks the bottom. It's psychologically <laughs> very easy to sell at the bottom. It's yeah. psychologically difficult to be buying at those times. And conversely, it's psychologically easy to, to buy at the top. You know, when everyone's making money like Bitcoin. Oh, I want to get in on that. And usually once you hear a stewardess on an airplane talking about something like Bitcoin, it usually marks market tops. Yeah, that means you, if you're buying in at that point, you're buying in at the top. And most people end up then buying high and selling low, which is the opposite of what they should be doing, right? Exactly. Yeah, we have to because, be contrarian here. Yeah, and because you have you can't let your emotions take control. Yeah, exactly. Right? So the yeah, if you're feeling like oh this is enough, I've had enough, that's probably the time to check yourself and realize that right. maybe you ought to be thinking about actually doubling down, buying in, or at least stay in the course because this is temporary. Right. Or you make sure you're working with a trusted financial professional who is helping you with a plan and stick to the plan. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You should be set up um, as for the title of the show where you should be able to weather these storms, um, you know, and take whatever the market can throw at you. Right. So now and that makes perfect sense. And so before we go on, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get that plan set up? Uh, how can they get a hold of you? I know you're offering a complimentary consultation to talk with them and get started. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody listening um, that follows us on Facebook, if they have any questions about the market or want to see if they're aligned with their risk tolerance, get a plan in place, uh, feel free to give us a call, uh, 791-2924, or visit us online at therogroup.org. All right, sounds good. And listeners, you are listening to Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. And so far, you've talked about how we're headed into a bear market and how often corrections and bear markets happen. And then you mentioned what causes them. And now that we've talked a bit about that, uh, maybe we could talk about what they mean for the average investor out there. And how should we be approaching this? Yes. Uh, so how maybe you can bear market proof um, your portfolio. Ah, and, there you go. <laughs> and like get that bear spray for your uh, portfolio. <laughs> yeah, get get some bear spray. <laughs> yep. So yeah, very important um, thing to talk about. And, and statistically speaking, we were due um, for another bear market. Um, we were technically in a nine-year bull market. Um, we did have a pullback that was about 19% off the highs at the end of um, twenty. 18, um, technically didn't hit that 20% line, but we, we just hit it this week. Um, so that 
bull market that we just technically left is twice the length of the post-1990 average um, between bull markets and bear markets. And right now, more than ever, it's important to be fundamental when it comes to your investments. And what I mean is, is this. Psychology is favoring a, a bear market, which means that fewer investors are willing to bet that stocks are going to bounce really quick or rebound anytime soon. So I want to note that it's it's really very, very difficult to time the exact bottom of a correction or a bear market. And no one can really do that. So it's not really important to try to time the market. Um, I have a, a saying that time in the market is more important than timing the market. So you should consider betting on what you think will happen over the medium to long-term time frame instead of trying to guess what other investors are going to be doing this week, this month, or this quarter. Yeah, good good advice. And that's a smart idea. What would you say to those people, though, uh, that are near retirement and what this bear market could mean for them? Now, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Tony, because you know when, when you're young and you have time on your side, you don't really have to worry. You know, you, you've got the time to recover, but when you need to start taking your savings and turning it into paychecks, things get a lot more different and a lot more scary. So one smart move you should make now is to ensure that your assets and your portfolio are, are still properly aligned in regards to your tolerance for risk. You never want to end up in a situation where you haven't been regularly rebalancing your portfolio as you get closer to retirement. And that you have been investing, maybe perhaps you'll catch yourself that you've been investing more aggressively um, than you should have been, and you realize that you're not comfortable with that level. So to ensure that you're not taking on more risk than you intended to, it's important to confirm that your savings and your retirement accounts and your investments still fits your desire for risk. So in regards to, to your question, as far as taking income and being close to retirement, it's very important not only to have the proper mix of green money, which is our safe money, and red money, which is our money that's at risk. You also have to have the right investment vehicles. For example, if, if income is your investment objective, yield is your friend. Yield is income that any investment produces. So best example would be dividend paying stocks. So a lot of people understand how dividends work. You own the stock, you share in the profits of the corporation, they pay it to the shareholders. So you're not relying on selling shares to turn them into cash to produce income. You're just taking the dividends. So that gives you a, an extra layer of defense. You combine that with enough allocated to your green money that you can get to in times where you, where you might need it instead of having to sell low, you can really get that luxury of time back that you had when you were younger. Well, that all sounds like a smart approach to making sure that your assets are in a good spot regardless of the state of the market. So what's another tip you have for us or people out there who want to make sure their retirement is secure for this bear market? Well, um, another good thing to do is to maybe weed out any investments that you may have um, that you've acquired over recent years, but now realize that they don't quite fit into your long-term strategy. It's always better to do some pruning on your portfolio. Uh, make sure that you are set up correctly and you don't have these unwanted investments and not just maybe necessarily the types of investments, but maybe some um, disorganized tax status accounts. You know, maybe you've got an old 403B, um, an IRA, 401k. It's very important to make sure that your tax statuses 
match um, in retirement, especially once you get into the required minimum distribution phase. So a little cleaning house is always a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, we could all use a little cleaning of the financial house, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now, now I want to talk some more about this. I mean, you've covered a lot so far. Um, having the right fundamental approach, uh, why it's so important. Now, uh, asset allocation is a big one. Uh, tell us more about some of these steps that people can be taking to protect their savings from big losses. Yeah, well, there's really no way to fully protect your portfolio from all types of, of risk during cycles. I mean, just as I said earlier, it's nearly impossible to be able to time the exact bottom. It's also impossible to to time the top. I mean, everybody can look back at the chart, you know, in February and say, oh, gee, I wish, you know, we would have sold right there. But, you know, the fact is, there's no way to, to tell. And when they happen, they happen quick and no one knows exactly where the bottoms is. So again, it's important to just keep everything in perspective and, and remember that this is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, but there are steps that you can take to ensure that your assets are diversified so that any hit you may take will not be super detrimental to your retirement. And I'm, I highly advise working with a trusted financial professional who can help provide you with sound advice and take a look at your unique situation. Because since no two individuals um, are alike, no two portfolios should be alike and no bear markets are identical either. So it really helps to have a professional on your side that's able to determine the proper investment strategy for you, whether that means investing conservatively, moderately, or even more risky. Um, you can be structured to be able to tolerate the ebbs and flows. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. So what's another tip you have for us? Well, one other thing you can do if you feel that the market is affecting your retirement savings and you're a little nervous about it, is you can adjust how you might be tapping into it. Um, so you can make the money last a little longer. So example, if you don't have yield in your portfolio, if you don't have the luxury of the dividends and maybe you don't have adequate green money and you're not aligned correctly and you're relying on selling these shares and producing income, it's probably a good idea, honestly, to, to take a pay cut in times like this and withdraw less. Uh, if example, if you're withdrawing 4% a year out of your 401k, it's probably a good idea when things like this happen to cut to 3% or even 2.5%. And since the average bear market lasts a little over a year, you likely won't have to deprive yourself for very long. Um, and we have another show about how to cut costs in retirement. So if you're using this strategy and you're in that boat, listen to that show and learn some, some savings techniques. Um, and I like to remind my clients that while you can't count on the good times lasting forever, you can take comfort in knowing that the inevitable downtimes won't last forever either. It, yeah. it is yep. temporary. This will end. It always does. Yeah. Just like back in 2008, 2009, uh, you know, a couple of years later, mm -hmm. the market was setting record highs after, you know, the great recession. So yeah, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you brought that up actually. Cause it reminds me of a story back in, um, I was probably about three, four years ago, I was visiting with a guy and the 2009 crash had rattled him so bad, he quite literally sold at the bottom and he never got back in. And we all know what happened right after that, the longest bull market in history, basically. So he locked in his losses and the train left the station and left him behind. So we're almost out of time, but do you have any other tips you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I think it's a, 
just as important to remind yourself um, not to get too hung up on how the market is doing. Um, it's it's important to pay attention, of course, to the degree of damage that a bear market can inflict, but it's also important to remember what happens in the aftermath. You know, particularly stocks have a good chance to recoup their losses that they suffer in these downturn and fairly quickly too. Um, and it may sound cheesy, but maybe write yourself a little note or do whatever might help you to keep your cool down the road. And it's easy to be optimistic during the bull market. Things are really calm and we're taking a nice slow, steady pace upward, but you want to be reminded that everything is okay in the future when you might feel frazzled when stocks are headed towards the bear market. So it might be smart to take a cooling off period. Um, one question is actually on our color of money risk analysis is if my investment lost 20%, I would, and it's uh, sell, change to a more conservative option, stay the course, or uh, or buy more while the market's down. And if you answered these questions, yeah, I'd stay the course because we've all lived through these things before. It's a good idea to probably remind yourself of that and follow that advice. Right. There, there you go. <clears throat> uh, I think that is good advice. Uh, unfortunately, our time is up for this week's show. Is there anything else, Greg, you want to talk about before we go? Well, I'm hoping that you got something out of the show today and you feel a little bit more encouraged about riding out the market. And if you're feeling overwhelmed with trying to figure out you know, whether or not your assets are properly aligned with your risk tolerance, we're happy to use our tools and expertise to help devise a plan for your specific needs. And with the help of a professional, you can create a strategy that can help your finances and your retirement income plans uh, stay on course. Now remember, the right balance, the right investment vehicles, you can write out whatever the market throws at you. This is just temporary. We will recover. All right. Good advice. Great message. And that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.